2: It's time for a new episode of TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton, Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Senior. Guys, real quick before we get started, you know what hell I like to do it? Don't forget to visit our YouTube page that's tell me something good with the capital T. There it is right there on your screen. And as always, guys, I gotta give a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my best fan, my lovely wife Nicole. Hey girl, how you doing? That's your shout-out. Listen, everybody knows your name now, girl, all around the world. And listen, in a very short time, man, this show has taken off, and it's being heard in places all around the globe i haven't even been there yet but the name is there already i mean places guys like italy norway canada is in the house france and spain and listen if you've been tuning in each week to the show let me tell you thank you i'm so glad that you are tuning in and maybe you said travis this is my first time here that's cool if this is your first time tuning into the show. I'm so glad that you found it. Maybe it's by accident or maybe someone told you. Either way, I'm glad that you are here. Listen guys, you know, everybody knows that this show is about finding moments of inspiration with everyday people like you, like me, like our guest tonight. And listen, if you have an inspiring story and you would like to come on the show, or maybe you know someone with an inspiring story that you would like to see them on the show, email me. The email is right there on your screen. It's tellme something21 at gmail.com. And if you're going to go back and listen to this later and not the video, let me spell it for you T E L L, me something21 at gmail. Com. guys listen I've been so excited and hyped about this episode and more than just hype because it really kind of resonated with me uh when I spoke with our special guest and it's just kind of been revving up like an engine in a car tonight's episode if you have not caught it if you did not get it it's called changing gears yeah changing gears And I'm going to show a really short clip of a video that kind of shows home what we're talking about when we talk about changing gears. There you go. Guys, listen, in that video, you saw someone shifting gears. They were going fast, they were doing curves, they were doing spins, but everything required them to shift gear. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit older than probably some of you. And that's pretty cool. I'm cool with that. I'm 53. Some of us remember when growing up that cars, when they were created, there was a time they all had what they called a manual stick shift. Yeah, an actual thing in the car that you had to move with your hand in order to shift gears. I know that's kind of hard for some people to kind of grasp because in this world of automation, right, everything's automatic. Your microwaves make things automatic. We go to work, everything's automatic. It used to be if you wanted to send an, a mail to someone across the world, you had to put like 20 different stamps on it. But now you can hit an email and it's automatic. Where's the days that go on of things that we have to put our hands on it? Sometimes things don't get better until we put our hands on it. I'm not going to get started on that, guys. Listen, uh, our special guest tonight. Uh. Her name is Sheila Sutherland. Get this, guys. She is a certified social and emotional intelligence coach. I love that part right there. A professional educator, a speaker, podcaster, best-selling author. And, guys, you got to catch this part here. She is the only, oh, shit, uh, facilitator in all of Canada. Guys, I want to give a huge, warm TMG welcome to our very special guest, Sheila Sutherland. Sheila, come on this screen and welcome everybody.
3: Oh, thank you so much, Travis. Oh, I hope I can match your energy because holy moly, I'm already covered in goosebumps. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Listen, Sheila, we are so glad that you are here. So glad you decided to take time out your day and to join us right here on TMG, Tell Me Something Good Podcast. How you been, Sheila? What's going on with you?
3: Well, I've been crazy waiting for this this day to come. I mean, when we first spoke, I don't know, about three weeks or so ago, I mean, we only talked for what, like maybe 15 minutes? I yep. was pumped the whole day. You are amazing. I love your energy. I knew that no matter what we talk about today, it is going to be fantastic. We can talk about nothing. And it's still going to be fantastic, I think, because just the energy that you have here. I mean, all of your listeners are here because of you. Your energy is infectious, and I'm I'm sure they just love you.
2: Uh, man, listen, I- I'm so humbled to hear those words. Uh, I hear that a lot. I hear it from my wife. I told you, she tells, I tell everybody this, and they think I'm joking. She tells me, You cannot wake up on 10 every day. Can you please wake up on a five or a four sometimes? Uh, I oh. promise you. And, and my mother lost the same way. She's like, Oh my God, man, I hear you uh, doing your show. Can you please put it on a four? I don't have an idol. It's always on 10. So, uh, uh, I used to think something was wrong. I realized something's not. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. What's up, Richard? Richard, I got you, man. I like you, bro. Laura Hunter's in the building. Erica's watching. Nicole, we know you're watching. You ain't got to say nothing, girl. We know you're here. <laughs> Everybody's joining the show. So we're all glad you're here. And we all want to know why you are here. Sheila, uh, I told them some things about you. You and I have talked had a good conversation. Introduce yourself. Let them, everybody, know what it is that you do,
3: Sheila. You know, labels are interesting. Oh,
2: and see, you know, you've it already,
3: it. you've already given them all like the real, the real big kind of main ones. But I'm going to do, do it, like, delve a little deeper. Go for it. So I'm going to say I, I am a curious lifelong learner. I have a passion for our brains and how our thoughts and emotions affect our behavior.
2: Absolutely. I am a
3: knowledge gatherer. That once I have learned something, I just have this need that I have to share it <laughs> so other people can leverage my time and effort for their benefit. Absolutely. And, and I am a pain transmuter where I help people transform the experiences that they've gone through life because, Lord knows, mm. life gives us some stories that we have oh, to deal with.
2: Oh, man. Oh, man. Sheila, you know, you getting deep.
3: Well, and I allow those. I, I show you how to take those experiences and be, so they become moments of growth for you. Wow! Me in a life shell, and plus, you know, sprinkle that with a few, you know, unicorns and glitter and a lot of laughter, <laughs> and then you've got me.
2: <laughs> but, guys, listen. You said some stuff, Sheila. I'm not gonna jump into it. I'm not gonna dive into it because I go there, it's gonna go down a whole other path. I'm gonna well, try to stick to the show, Sheila. I promise you, because <laughs> uh, I know. Where are you from? Where Where are you at right now? I live
3: just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I'm a West Coaster, so it's still middle of the afternoon for me here. And uh, thank God spring has arrived, is all I have to say. The the trees (laughs) and the flowers are in bloom. The sunshine is happening. Uh, It's my favorite time of year.
2: Canada is in the building, everybody. Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Guys, I told you the show is heard around the world. I You're global, joking. baby. I wasn't <laughs> joking with you. I thought you thought I was playing, making it up. But, man, uh, all the listeners, uh, you guys are just wonderful. Sheila, uh, you and I had a conversation. And when we talked, uh, something, I took something from that. And when I took from our conversation, I, I, I said, We got to have a talk about these things because. It's so important, and we were talking about uh the to- the cop topic of the show is about shifting or changing gears, and a lot of times sheila uh it's kind of like when you're driving up the hill and you hear that car, that engine start changing mm-hmm. and it's because there's something built in that engine that is designed in that engine to let the engine know to change the gear before the engine starts to struggle. So before that engine struggles going up the hill, there's something built in it that says it's time to change gears. And your story says just that. It says, hey, there might be something going on. I might need to change my gear. That I'm in, I might I can't change the details, I can't change the surrounding, but I can change my gear. See, look, let, let me ask you a question. So uh, I said you you are, you are a certified social and emotional intelligence coach. I I, I like that. I, I know what that is. I love that. Uh, and you get to witness kind of witness individuals experiencing a wide range of shifting emotions. And individual social disruptions. So, since I know what that is, please explain to our listeners what exactly does a social coach do and what does an emotional intelligence coach do?
3: They are actually the social intelligence and emotional intelligence are actually two sides of the same coin. Mm. Now, we hear probably most often about emotional intelligence, because that is a, a body of study has been around since about the 1990s. Right, and
2: right. so
3: we, we hear about that a lot, you know, in personal development. But the social intelligence side of that didn't really start being researched till about, I think it was about 2007, 2008. So it's a little oh, wow. bit more on the scene. But okay. for me, I don't know how we can do one without the other you know, because they are both very important soft skills to have and to nurture and to learn about, because a lot of these skills are not things that we are naturally born with.
2: Correct. You know, we, correct. we
3: think of our IQ, you know, that's based on our genetics, right? Mm. For the most part, it's hardwired, like I won't say 100%. But I mean, it is it is part of our DNA, But our social intelligence, our emotional intelligence side, I think that's something that you don't have to have any of those skills, but with the right guidance, you can learn them, you can nurture them, you can build upon them. Now, so what does that have to do with us? Well, when you look at them, they're all about learning about our own Mm -hmm. self-awareness of our emotions and how we manage them. I mean, so that's the emotional intelligence side of it. Correct. Learning how our emotions feel in our body, how, how I respond to things, how that affects my behavior. And it's important to know, but we also need to be able to recognize and be able to see and be aware of the emotions of others. So the other people wow. that are within our social circle so that we can see how, you know, something that we say, we do, we react to, it's going to land on the people around us.
2: Oh, like we have, a
3: ten- we have a tendency to, to think that, oh, I just say something, it's just out there, no big deal. But words are powerful. Words have energy, and they Absolutely. actually... You know, I just, I've just been recently, you don't think you know this part yet, but I've recently been certified in several areas of neuroscience. And within that, we learn that when we speak, when we put out certain emotions, when we put out certain energies, we're actually changing the brains and the body and the nervous systems of the people that we are with. So we have to, right, when we, if we think about, oh, wow, anything I say Is going to have an impact on you. Mm -hmm. It's going to change your day. It's going to change how you think. It's going to change how you feel. It might change how I conduct myself. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
3: You know, it's taking that responsibility. So it's it's learning that I can I can see and be aware of the emotions of others. I can read their micro movements in their body to go, oh, that didn't land properly. Mm. Let me manage that reaction now. Instead of ignoring it, letting it fester, letting it build up into something. Oh, come on, Sheila. The mountain to the mole, you know, molehill to the mountain kind of thing, right? It's just that's right. If if we don't deal with things in the moment, they get out of hand and it will negatively impact our relationships. Nobody wants that.
2: Wait wait, wait a minute, Sheila. (laughs) Okay, breaks on. Are you saying that the words I say, the words we say, can have an impact on a person in not just negatively, but affect how their body is processing in in the neurons.
3: Exactly. Like my nervous system will actually like, there'll be certain, you won't know this, but there may be certain Mm. words that you could say that may may trigger me in some way. And they're going to have some sort of a physical chemical reaction in my body. And it's going to, I'm not going to say it's up to you. Cause I, I mean, I, I have responsibility on managing my own emotions as well. But if you see, and we, we, if we pay attention, we can see when there's a change in someone, we can see it instantly. Their face will change. Their body posture oh, will change. On. And right away you pick that up and you're like, okay, something happened. You may not understand it. You may not know what it is, but you know, something happened. And if in that moment you can say, Hey, Something happened there. I I what did I something I said it didn't land right or it hit you. Can you explain to me, help me through like what happened here? Absolutely. Take care of it in that moment. It's going to shift probably that relationship of yours uh, to a
2: different level. Oh yeah.
3: You know, it's going to bring you to a deeper place, a more connected space. Come on, come on. If you don't deal with it in the moment, I can guarantee that's when the divisions happen. That's when the space starts to happen. That's when the, I don't know what happened to our relationship. We used to be really good friends and now I never hear from them anymore.
2: Oh, come on, come on. You know?
3: (laughs) So that's, like I say, I think that we can't, as easy as it is just to focus on, I'm just going to focus on my emotions. I hate to tell you, but it's not all about you. You know? we are, are social beings, we don't live in a bubble, we, we are always online or in person, we're always around somebody else, we have an impact in everything we type, everything we physically say, and it's just being able to pick up on both sides of it, and to nurture those, those, those competencies, because there's actually, and not that anyone really probably will care, but there's actually 26 different competencies that are all built within those two sides of the coin. And as we learn to build that, it helps us personally. it helps us professionally. you're gonna see the impact right away. I mean, one of my favorite moments is after somebody had done my O shift program and this was this was a guy who was like, I you know, I don't think this is gonna be anything for me. I I know all this. I'm fine. you know he was someone who's significantly older than me right, and he's right, like, right. I've lived life. I, I know how to do this. I'm good. But he, start, he, he like you said, he realized that there was something going on. There was there was the shifts happening. He didn't like how they felt. But he mm-hmm. knew something. He had to do something. Wasn't really sure what. He went through the program and started implementing some of the strategies. And he comes back to me and he's like, my wife came up to me today. And she's like, who are you? Yeah. You're a totally different person. You're reacting totally different. She goes, I mean, she goes. This is good. I like this. I don't know what happened. I don't want to like. I don't want to ask too many questions because I don't want you to change it. But I'm like, yes, that's what I want. She people notice you showing up differently, showing up with a different type of energy, showing up mm. with more Woo. empathy and compassion in this world, and Lord knows we need a little
2: bit more of that. Absolutely. Listen, let me tell you something. Uh, when we talk about how. Shifting gears and based on what you were saying, imagine being a guy. I want everybody to imagine you're in a car with somebody, okay? You're in a car with someone and they're driving and they just start driving, I say, at a small pace 40 miles an hour or you know, really small. Start driving all of a sudden, they begin to accelerate, and as they accelerate, you begin to see things pass by you faster and faster. Until the things that begin to pass by you become a blur. They will begin to impact how you begin to feel while you're riding in that car. Our words impact people and our relationships the same way. The more we continue to accelerate those words or the more words we say or things we say that impact people, they begin to feel that same kind of anxiety. They begin to feel that same kind of stress. And let me help you out, guys. Our minds does not know the difference between the stress you feel when someone's driving 100 miles an hour from the same stress you feel when someone says something or presses that button. you feel the same neurons fire in our heads. Mm -hmm. Our minds get the same feeling. We begin to start sweating. We start tensing up the same. Our minds can't tell the difference all our minds know is that something has shifted. Something has changed. And all of a sudden, we, we're we in a seat. They're driving fast, Sheila, and we're grabbing a door handle. We're holding on to the window and we're holding on for dear life because something has changed. And when we are in relationships with people and I, we say things that trigger, that hit a situation, and that person's all of a sudden, that happy demeanor has changed. It's because they're in a car and somebody has started pressing on the gas and they didn't warn anybody.
3: Well, exactly. You know, it's it's that knee jerk reaction. Yep. Right. I should, we've all done it. You know, I, I've done it. You've done it. We've all been there where something has happened and all of a sudden I just react. But, you know, I find that in those moments that's when unfortunately danger can happen like I say in in a relationship like as you said the the outside everything's whizzing by so fast and you you start getting that that threat kind of center in our brain is activated and we start really worrying of oh god what's happening next you're you know you're walking on eggshells and you're not sure how to react in your relationship that's not fun for anybody
2: Sheila, you're so right. You're so right. I
3: can't hear you, Travis. Oh, there you
2: are. You're you're, you're so right, Sheila. And what we do, Sheila, you know what we do? As humans, we fake it. We go along along and we fake it instead of just addressing it. Now, I'm not saying you have to go and just really dog somebody out or put somebody down or throw Mm -hmm. them under the bus. But clearly, if something has been said, then you can see that it has caused it. Address it in the moment, yeah. in the moment. Because if you don't address it in the moment, we as people, we will begin to talk to ourselves mm-hmm. about it. And we will believe more of what we say to ourselves than we will anybody else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, you will believe what we got to say about it more than anybody else.
3: You know, I, I always say, you know, it's it's best to deal with it in the moment. Absolutely. You know, it's, you've seen that something has happened, you know, deal with it. Doing the damage control. And again, like I say, we've all done it. We've all had blurted out something at oh, some yeah. point and you're oh, like, ah, yeah. oh, crap. All right you know, sure. So it's really easy to, to, you know, sweep it under the rug. Oh, if I just don't address it, maybe, you know, it's just going to go away. Mm -hmm, Sorry mm. to say that never happens. That monster (laughs) under the bed just grows bigger and bigger. And eventually it's going to come out and bite you at some point in time. And then trying to do damage control. Sometimes it may be past the point of no return. Mm. And I don't think we, anybody wants that in any of our relationships. I think we all, we all want a positive outcome. You know, we don't go into anything going, yeah, I'm just gonna have a negative outcome, that's fine, I'm, you know, I'm good. We don't go in thinking that, we all think the best, we want to have the best possible outcome, right? But sometimes our behavior doesn't, you know, it's like the behavior's on one side, the outcome's on the other, and the outcome's looking at you going, how did you think that behavior was ever gonna get here? Like it's confused, It does, that bridge has not been built. Absolutely, (laughs) and that's where, like you say, through through the my program Oh Shift, I show how you can make the and it and it may sound like that's oh it's all these things I have to do. They're micro changes, tiny little changes, tiny little shifts that you have to do, you know, to get you to that that positive
2: outcome. Man, listen, uh, I learned this, and I've been saying this for the past. And let me tell you how crazy this is, Sheila. For the past three shows, I've, we've been saying the same thing, the same thing as has been kind of coming up. We think a lot of times that if I just shift into the, a certain gear, it'll take me where I need to go. Gosh, you have to understand, when you get ready to shift gears, there are numbers. Gears are numbered for a reason. The reason you don't go from the first gear to the fifth gear it's because it has to go through the process Mm -hmm. if it doesn't go through the process it'll break down the motor and a lot of times we don't want to go through the process we want to go from one to four and already be at the finish line and it we have to shift those things we have to shift those gears and we have to go through the process of what it is and sometimes like you said we got to start with addressing it in a moment.
3: Yeah, changing, well, and if, if we try to do it. if we try to do the one to four, one to five, we haven't learned anything
2: exactly.
3: So it's just going to keep happening over and over, and you're like, "Why does this keep showing up?" <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe because you haven't learned yet. So the universe has a really warped sense of humor when it comes to us. They're like, "No, no, you're going to try this again." And again, and let's do it one more time because apparently the people in the back have not heard this yet. So, for the back row, yeah, exactly. It's going to shout it from the moon, from the rooftops until you get it. And you know, and there's a lot of different ways. Excuse me, that you can look at it. When I when I look at when you're like you're talking about the process. So the the O shift process has six different gears that there you, you have to go through. And one leads to the next, leads to the next. And unless you, if you don't do that process, it's not gonna make sense. Absolutely. But but in another way, and one of the, like I think you had, when we were doing our initial talk, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about a special gear. And just kind of shifting the perspective here, there is a, a, a special gear. And for me, that special gear is neutral. There you go. As you know, if you're ever for anyone who's ever driven, you know a manual shift. You, sometimes you, you know, those you got your your you're pressing on the clutch, you're pressing on the gas. You can feel the engine's wanting to go, but maybe you don't quite have the balance right yet. Ooh. You don't know if you should be letting that clutch out yet, and you're thinking, am I pressing hard enough on the gas, or am I not? And you're not sure. And if you let it out too quickly, you have that knee jerk reaction, you're popping that clutch, you're bunny hopping your way down the road. It's never a good sight.
2: Oh, come on, come on.
3: But if you go back to neutral, it sets everything kind of back to baseline. It gives me a second to kind of breathe, reflect. What exactly. do I need to do to get this process going? What can I do to get the outcome I can? And it gives you that moment just to access that part of your brain that pro- that allows you to do the problem solving. It gives you that, that space to kind of go, okay, this is what I have to do.
2: Right, right. And then
3: you can come back, go back into the gear that you need to, and then you're off and moving smoothly.
2: Got, yo, know guys, uh-oh, man, Sheila, I told you this was going to be a good episode, guys. I told you she was going to bring it. Guys, neutral, to catch it, is our special gear because neutral always allows us to reset. What? And I always wondered why in the world do they have neutral on a car? Neutral allows the car to reset. So it doesn't matter if the car can go 200 miles an hour or 20 miles an hour. Placing it in neutral will allow it to reset, and sometimes we just need to reset in order to shift into the right gear. Sheila, you're flowing really good with
3: this. I love this. <laughs> well, I loved your take on it. Like, As soon as I saw like your perspective, I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, this is perfect. I love because I'm a very visual person. Uh-huh. And, you know, when I first learned how to drive a manual, I have to tell you, <laughs> My partner at the time, uh, he probably, it was not good for our relationship. It just really wasn't. And because he was like, you just do this. And I'm like, but why? And I don't know why. You just have to do this. I'm the why girl. I need to know why I'm doing something. Oh my God. Because I need the process. So I went to a professional driving school. I got it. And I'm like, just tell me why. Why am I pressing the, sh- the, 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 the oh Lord, clutch? The clutch why why am i moving these gears he explained the process he explained the steps i was off and running i no problem from that moment so once we have that process once Mm. i know what i have to do there's no question there's no anxiety there's no fear i can consciously choose Mm. what direction, what speed I'm going in, on, what my outcome on. is going to be. Come on, It's Sheila. all in my hands. I have the power. Isn't that an amazing thought?
2: That, man, man, listen, let me tell you something. Uh, I had to learn that there's a process to everything. I thought that you just want it. And a lot of times if you just want it bad enough, it'll happen and you'll start, it's like going through the progression of the alphabet. Uh, there's a reason the alphabet has a progression. It's not just A Z. There is a reason it goes from A through Z. And I remember once I went through, a, I was getting some counseling for something. And a counselor said to me, he said this with the therapist said, he said, you think in terms of A to Z, he said, but there are actually 26 letters in the alphabet. He said, when you only go from A to Z, we only choose A or Z. You're you're eliminating all the other possible options in between that you're not being fair to yourself. So when we're not going through the process, we're cheating ourselves. We're not being fair to ourselves when we don't go through the entire process. This is good, guys. This is good. Listen. So let me ask you something. So with that understanding, with that understanding of what you do, with that understanding, making the best shift at the right moment in our lives can really help determine a few outcomes for us so if i'm shifting at the right moment i can i can i can really change my outcome i can help my outcome if i'm shifting at the right moment so if we can have determine a few outcomes in our life For so is there one and we already said that one special gear that we can get into that will give us an advantage and that is neutral uh is there and we already talked about how there are more, there's more like a series of shifts yes. that we need to do. Um, let me ask you this question. Something happened, or let me put it this way? Something happened, mm-hmm. something happened that changed your entire life. Something happened that changed your life. Something that was kind of unexpected, from what mm-hmm. I understand. You know, A lot of times when things happen in life, it typically is unexpected. So something happened in, with you that was unexpected. What was it?
3: Well, imagine, uh, so you're, it's Christmas time. Okay. You know, and everyone's doing their, you know, their Christmas thing. They're out doing the socialness. They're out celebrating the season. Supposed to be the season of love and joy and giving.
2: Right, right.
3: That year, I was having probably one of the toughest years of my life. Mm. It, It just seemed like I was having stressful event after stressful event was just hitting me. And when Christmas finally came, and like Christmas is my favorite time of the year, like I just yeah, I think everybody my my place looks like Christmas just threw up all over it. Like I just (laughs) love every aspect of Christmas. And I did that year, I didn't care. Mm. And I'm like, something is wrong with me. I am broken. Like I couldn't figure out what was going on. But, you know, it was it was time for my best friend and I to head out for our holiday dinner. And, you know, we were we were going out just as we were heading out. The fire alarms went off in my building. Mm. Now, my building was one that we were always having fire alarms going off. So, you know, I really didn't pay attention. So I left. But something told me something wasn't right. Right, right. I got to the, the restaurant and I was still feeling really uneasy. You know, my my glass of wine arrived and my phone rang.
2: Right. And
3: I was like, I'm not one usually to answer the phone when I'm out because I'm with whoever I'm with, but I'm just like, I've got to answer this call. And the voice on the other side of the line said, There was a fire in your bill above in the unit above you. Oh,
2: my.
3: Your place is everything is gone. You need to come home. And I'm, you know, it was that just the idea. I'm like, I couldn't fathom it. I'm like, my place was fine when I left it 30 minutes ago. I just
2: left a few minutes ago.
3: And now you're telling me my home, my everything, my, my sanctuary is gone. So I don't remember my drive home anyways. I, I got there and like I say, my whole place had to be, was destroyed. They had mm. to take it right down to, you know, concrete. and studs and do the whole building process. So I had went for eight months being homeless wow. and living out wow. of two boxes, doing the couch surfing thing. And my whole world just kind of shut down because I was already maximum stress. And my body said, nope, that's it. This is the last straw. We're not doing this anymore. And let oh lay like say, I just completely shut down and disassociated from life. But it was during this time that i mean i went into a very dark place for mm-hmm. let's say for about 6 months i don't have a lot of memory around a lot of that time but one feeling that really came up for me was that something had to change my life had to change i did not like the direction that i was going and then when i was really honest with myself i didn't like who i was Wow. I didn't like who I was becoming. I didn't like how I showed up in the world. I didn't seem happy. I wasn't enjoying life. And I was like, something needs needs to shift. But I didn't <clears throat> know what. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't even know what that meant.
2: Wow, wow. Come but on, it's
3: kind of, I don't know if you want to consider it a cliche or not, but it's that saying of when the students are ready, the teacher will appear. And oh. it seemed like once I put it out there that I was ready to do a shift of some sort, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like everybody I knew was a coach of some sort. I saw all these <laughs> workshops and programs and everything that I could do. And I started doing them all, you know, cause I was like, I, I need to figure this out. I need to, you know, try to find skills that are going to help me through this. And it was this whole process of learning who I actually was again, because I had to leave my job. I was a high school science and biology or biology and math teacher at that time. Uh I had to leave my job during this. I ended up becoming quite physically ill. So I had all these other things I had to learn how to live with. Wow. But I wanted, I didn't want to stay stuck in that moment because it didn't feel good. And I was like, how can I use this to propel me into something else and that became my journey
2: wow man that is absolutely incredible uh Sheila guys did you hear this
3: and I don't know if you want me to continue (laughs) with my journey or not Um, but yeah it you know it's it was just that feeling that you'll try I was trying all these different uh, different practitioners, different ways of doing things, and figuring out what worked for me, right? Because not everything is going to work for every person, right? Because we're all different. Absolutely. We all have we Absolutely. all have different experiences. We all have just different ways of doing things. But I w- I kind of treated myself again from the scientific background be- as an experiment, mm-hmm. and it's like see what works, throw out what doesn't, and just try to 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 figure out how to. When I talk about transmuting, how to take this pain and transform it into something else.
2: Wow. Guys, can you hear me now, Sheila? Yes. Okay, corporate. I had to refresh there. I love that. Guys, this is what I'm talking about when you talk about not wasting what you've been through. You know, we all going to face something. We're all going to deal with something in life. And typically when life brings it, life never happens on our schedule. I'm going to tell you that now. Life will not happen on your schedule. If you're waiting for life to happen on your schedule, keep waiting.
3: Yeah, it'll be a long
2: wait. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a long, <laughs> long time. Um, so let me ask you a question. So PTSD, you, we hear that a lot. People talk about it a lot from when it comes to military. Uh, yeah. involved. PT, PTSD, uh, how real of a moment was that for you?
3: You know, when my doctor first, you know, said that, you know, you're actually, you know, you're everything that's going on with you is actually PTSD. I kind of looked at her and went, what are you talking about? Isn't that only for first responders?
2: Yeah, yeah. You
3: know, because I'm like, that's all I've ever heard it in in reference to. Mm -hmm. But because the whole idea of PTSD, too, is something that we've only ever really known from one perspective. But I think over these last, say, 10 years or so, we're learning that anytime somebody's safety and security is being compromised right, we will right. have a ptsd response to it oh, so there's wow. a whole spectrum like it's a spectrum of of ways to that you're going to react to it and so everybody is going to react completely different you know had right. I, I always thought that if it had just been the fire that i was dealing with uh-huh, i might have uh-huh. i might have been okay right. but because oh, i was man. having all of these layers and layers and layers of other things happening before it it, that the, the fire was just the catalyst of everything falling apart. Wow. Right? So it wasn't wow. just that. But after I started, you know, seeing certain professionals uh, and, you know, and it took some time to find the right one.
2: Right. I understand. You know,
3: and, you know, I think one of the process of, you know, when you are dealing with the, the, the label of PTSD is a heavy
2: one. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a heavy
3: label to put on someone of what does this mean? Like for my, for me, what is what does that look like? What is that going to be moving forward? For me, yeah, right,
2: exactly, exactly. You know,
3: and I had to find the right individual to work with. It took me several people going through them to re- to finally find the one where I knew that this is someone I can work with. This was someone who understands where I'm coming from. They're understanding where I want to go to. I just Correct. don't want to sit here and rehash the same story over and over, over, and, over. and
2: over. exactly.
3: You know, the first thing I said to him is, "I need skills. I Correct. want something that's going to move me beyond this because I do not like where I am right now, Come on. and I don't want to stay here." And so it again, the, it was a process, and there was a lot of learning in there. But you know, he he helped me, giving me very simple, tangible tasks to do that truly helped me be able to kind of disengage those triggers when they started to happen. You know, he helped me in understanding what was happening in my body, what was happening in my brain in those moments, instead of me going, oh, you should know better than this. You, you know that this shouldn't be happening. On, instead of beating on. up on myself, that, that serves nobody. No. In anything, so it's learning that self compassion. It's learning how to care for me, which was something I never, no one ever taught me how to do that. Care I was for always, yourself.
2: What care for yourself?
3: Like I was always caring for everybody else. I, I don't understand this whole caring for me kind of thing. So it was a it, that was a whole different animal that I had to learn how to do. And and I will tell you, it's a daily choice yep. that I have to make. You know, not it's not a one and done. You know, I wish I could tell people, hey, here's your magic pill. Once you take this, it's all gonna again be sunshine and rainbows and you know, butterflies. Yeah, come on. "Ah, That's not reality. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) But it's that daily choice of this is how I want to show up today. This is how I want to feel. Knowing that my overall happiness is my choice. I have the power in my hands to create. The happiness, it, it has nothing to do with my home. It has nothing to do with the things that were in my home because you know what? I lost all of that. And when I lost all of that, I kind of went, "Eh, I really don't care about that stuff. Well, what do I care about? And, you know, so it was these questions that I had to ask. What was, where were my values? What, what was part of my integrity? What, what, what meant something to me? Mm-hmm. those were the ones where I had to focus on nurturing and growing. And I it came to realize that it's not physical things. That's actually a very small piece of our overall happiness. Sorry. You had a thought there and I didn't, I didn't want to waste it. <laughs>
2: no, you're good. I, I was putting a question in the chat for everyone. based Bias. on something you said, what are some, I just want to know guys that's listening. You can put it in chat. I'd rather you put it in chat. Uh, what are some daily healthy choices that you make about yourself? Uh, notice she you said healthy choices. We have to make those about ourselves. What are some daily healthy choices that you make about yourself? Is it uh, I go to the gym? Is it I try to eat better? I try to think better about myself or I try to think more positive about the things I've gone through in life. What are some daily choices? Healthy choices that you make, uh, that you make about yourself, guys. Right here, I want you to do me a favor. Uh, I say this all the time. I'm going to say this again, uh, guys. Uh, right here, I'm going to go ahead and pause really quickly so I can go ahead and uh make some announcement from uh, our sponsor. One of our sponsors is Walmart. Yeah, Walmart is an affiliate sponsor of TMG. Guys, I don't want your money. I just want you to go shopping. There is a link that I have placed in the chat, and I want you to click on that link in the chat and do what you normally do, shop. Uh, keep in mind, when you do use that link, I may earn a commission when you shop or buy through that link. And if you don't want to use the link, Scan the QR code right there on your screen. But whatever you do, guys, please visit our affiliate sponsor, Walmart. Uh, Maybe you go there every day. Maybe you do Walmart pickup. I don't know, but I hope you do use it. Uh, Guys, I appreciate that. Uh, We see people already typing and everything, so we appreciate it. Uh, So, Phyllis, that, that being said, Sheila, we know those things. PTSD is a real thing it's not just for first responders anymore we've been seeing it uh, one-sided so we've only understand it from one-sided but you said something Gus, man she said if it hadn't just been this she'd been okay but it was this and that it was that and those it was those and these and that sometimes is how it comes at us it comes out with this and that and that's when we have to make a decision." Am I going to continue to see this same tree or am I going to shift gears and get some tools and see something differently? She couldn't help what happened. There's a lot of things in our lives. We can't help what happens. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and make this announcement to you. I'm going to go ahead and say this to you. You know, I'm a firm believer in positive confession. Let me go ahead and just make this announcement to you. It's not your fault. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know you've been telling yourself all these years that you're at fault. It's not your fault. There are some things that happen to you that you are not at fault about. So let me go ahead and free your mind up right now. It's not your fault. If you want to type it in chat. If you want to say it to yourself, it doesn't matter. But life comes at all of us and all of us are going to find ourselves having to shift gears. Now, you believe that PTSD was one of the best things that happened to you because it led you to something called PTSG. Now, can you briefly explain what that is?
3: Yes, because it was, you know, like this whole, again, you talk about the process. And I found that there is such beauty. There is such growth in the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now, now, I mean, of course, when I was going through it, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I, it was not fun. I wanted it to be done like yesterday because I'm a very impatient person. And, you know, so the the process cannot be fun. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat that side of it. But when you get to the other side, there's going to be a point when you then look in the rearview mirror and you're like, wow, look how far I have come. And I never would have gotten this far or to this point had whatever that experience was, if it never happened. Like if that fire never would have happened for me. I don't know where I would be. I know I certainly wouldn't be here today in in this arena. But, oh, you know, wow. so I have no idea where I, because I was going down the route of being a very angry, unhappy person. I don't know what that would have looked like moving forward. Mm-hmm. but I But having that, you know, essentially having my world put into neutral and it was like, okay, now it's time for you to rebalance yourself I, you know, I was, I was put on pause. I had to Mm. sit there and do a lot of introspection and reflection and, and ask myself the hard questions. What do I want out of life? What direction do I want to go? Like I, I, enough, just, you know, you say talk about putting yourself on automatic. I was living life on automatic and just, I was just, you know, getting up, go to work, come home, make dinner, just rinse and repeat. and. I was like, "That is not how I want to live. I want to be able to shift into different gears when I want oh, to. I want on. to, be, you know, I want to have the control of my life. Feel like I had control because I didn't feel like I had control. Absolutely. I felt like I was just, you know, a pawn in the cog wheel yep, of just, life, just and I was just, just going around, around and yeah. around. And so it was learning that I had that control. I have. I can consciously create my day, and the more I do that." The more I put into place certain mm, strategies, mm, they stop becoming a chore. They just exactly. become, they become automatic. Because I tell you, if something's going to be automatic, Come on, let Sheila. it be a positive type of habit. There you go. Come that's going to serve you. That's going to help you grow. So for some reason, and I can't say why, but I was, because I don't really quite know the, the, the science behind it, but there are people who can be in a PTSD situation mm-hmm. and it allows them to propel themselves into post-traumatic growth.
2: Wow. And
3: that was an area that I hadn't heard of before. And I was like, as soon as I heard that term, I'm like, that's uh-huh. it. That's where I'm at. Cause I kept having people going, how are you doing this? How are you? this so <laughs> happy. I don't understand with everything that you've gone through. You have every right to be one of the saddest, angriest, whatever people on the planet. You're, exactly. you're happy. You're positive. You're optimistic. I don't get it. And at that point in time, I was like, well, I don't either. I have no, opinion, really. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have the words to put around it. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I was just like, I, I don't know. And, but now I, I see that it just through that process that the post-traumatic growth became the byproduct. It is just something I wasn't aiming for because I didn't know it existed. But all those you know micro changes micro shifts mm-hmm. that i made it changed the trajectory of my my journey that i was on that i ended up in a completely different place like you think of an airplane when it takes off and they dial in their their coordinates right if the pilot changes it by 1 degree we think 1 degree please like that's that's hardly anything come on come on but after a 12 hour flight you're ending up In a completely different country than you had, (laughs) you initially started out. So if you just change wherever you're at today by one degree, it doesn't have, you know, people think change has to be big and grandiose. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It
3: doesn't have to be that way. And change doesn't have to be hard. A lot of these one degree changes can be really simple things. But I have to tell you, the secret behind it is the consistency. It's not, like I said before, it's not one and done. It's something that you can something simple that you can do on a daily basis that's going to help you to grow and and change that one degree a little bit more day in and day out. And like I say, a year from now, you're going to look back and go, wow, I need to thank myself for making that one degree change, because look where I am today.
2: Wow. Guys, look, what we put it in chat. I promise you, I am going to steal this. Uh, change doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be consistent. Yeah, I've already stolen that. You can forget it. You're you're not getting that one back. Uh, no, <laughs> you know, you're not getting that one back. Uh, well, like
3: Laura said, change can be subtle, very subtle. One degree, one, one, one little tiny thing, huge difference in the long run. Huge difference. Woo!
2: guys i told you this is gonna be good listen you talk about something um that i had to bring in okay yeah. uh you talk about uh the seven pillars of of true self-care and yeah. I, oh my gosh everywhere you go on social media wherever y'all here were self-care 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 my gosh it is everywhere yeah. about self-care uh like, I, I mean just everybody has a, but you talk about the seven pillars pillars, guys, of self-care. Please share them with our audience uh, and let us know what some of those pillars are.
3: Definitely. And like I say, this is going to be a little bit of feeding you out of a fire hose because it's a lot of information. So (laughs) uh, hopefully everyone, I I don't inundate you too much. But yes, I don't think that social media has served the whole idea of self-care well. Okay. It uh, has made it a little bit of a buzzword,
2: a little exactly. bit of
3: the term where people are like, yeah, yeah, self-care, self-love, yep. blah, 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 yep. blah. You know, yep. it just yep. becomes that, you know, the peanuts teacher, wah, 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 yep. wah in the background. Yep. Absolutely. People start turning it off. And it's because we, the way we, it's projected in a lot of ways, and I won't say all, but in a lot of ways that I've seen on social media is very, what I call surface. Correct. You know, they only look at it from one perspective. And when I look at when I think of the, the seven pillars, like I've got four what I call inner pillars and mm-hmm. three that are outside pillars. And one of the four inner pillars is the physical. And I think this is the one that most people will focus on because it's the tangible. It's the one that we can touch and feel and use all our senses on. So so we're going and getting the manicures. We're going and getting the massages. We're getting the hair therapy done. You know, Mm -hmm. we're doing all the things that physically make us feel good. We we're going to the gym, we're eating well, we're working on our hydration, but we can do all those things. And still not be healthy.
2: Come on, come on,
3: right? Because it's only think of it as these of rooms of your house. If you only cleaned one room in your house and left all the others, <laughs> you know your whole your house as a holistic, you know, structure right. is not going to be healthy. One one corner of it's going to be good, but all the rest isn't. We need to look at ourselves as the whole, right? So yes, we have the physical very important. We need, to, we need to spend some time there, but that's where I think most of us, we know and we understand self-care. But then I also look at from the mental perspective. What am I putting into my brain? What kind of information? Mm. Because we are dealing with something like 80 billion bits of information a minute or something. like It's a huge, like you can't even wrap your head around the idea of the amounts of information our brain is taking in. Consciously, we're not aware of it. We're only conscious of about 1% or not even of of that information. But we're getting bombarded and our brain is taking in all this information and it's it's becoming a part of us. So I that that was where uh, for myself, I had to make the decision that I'm not watching the news every day, because you know the whole thing of if it bleeds, it leads kind of thing, and it's the <laughs> negative news, and I don't want that. progress. I don't want that to be the first thing that's in my mind every day, hey, or the I last know, thing. Right?
2: Exactly.
3: Oh. You know, I I don't want my brain focusing and circling around that type of information. Yes, we need to know what's going on in the world. I don't have to be 24-7 listening, bombarding my my nervous system with that. You know, am I going to be listening to the people who are constantly negative and complaining and nagging all the time and gossiping all the time? Again, we're talking about how powerful words are. Uh, my nervous system is going to react to that type of words that I'm listening to. And it also comes around to what words am I using about myself? How am I talking about myself? Because that I'm affecting my own nervous system. And let me say this, this will be a whole, I don't know how much time we have left, but there's a whole other rabbit hole I could go down. And it's, if, I I have like all of like maybe one video on my YouTube channel, but it is an experiment I did talking about the power of words. And I recreated one of uh, Dr. Emoto's experiments that he did where he used the power of words on water. And now we are, as beings, we're 70 to 80% water. Mm -hmm. So knowing how words can affect the cells and the water in our system when I Jeez. went and did that experiment, it blew my mind. Like I was, ex- I'm a skeptical person. I'm a science scientist. I'm like, eh, prove it to me. <laughs> and so I had to prove, I didn't, I wasn't expecting much out of this experiment, but, and I just kind of give you the cliff notes version that we have this jar. There are three jars. They're all set up the same. One jar you speak positive and love and all good vibes uh. too. The other one, it's all the anger and sadness and negativity. And then one you just ignore. It gets nothing, no, mm-hmm. nothing whatsoever. He did this experiment in a way of showing how words affect children. That oh, was his impetus wow. behind this.
2: Oh, wow. So
3: at the end, and I ran this for 60 days because I'm an overachiever. It was only supposed to be 30 days, but I wanted <laughs> to see what happened. The positive jar, eh. Literally, it didn't. There's water, there's rice. There's also rice within the water. Right. So the positive jar looked about the same. Water was clear. Rice still looked like rice. It was no big deal. It was rather boring. The negative jar, the water turned neon yellow. Oh
2: my gosh. Like it was
3: bright neon yellow every rice kernel had burst it was just this white goopy mass at the bottom of the oh, jar oh man you got to be
2: and kidding and i'm me.
3: looking at this going how how like how like i just like it, i didn't add anything to either one of them they were exactly the same the mm. only thing different was the energy the words that i put against it Ooh. and the, the the jar that i ignored the water turned a very milky white. It was very cloudy. And uh-huh. again, the, the rice started to break apart and become just this gross, goopy mess at the bottom. But that showed me that the words that I speak not only affect the people around me, me. they affect me And this is why when I get in that negative down spiral where I'm talking badly about myself and how stupid are you, you should have known better. Why did you allow this to happen? Right, right. You're a lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times I will start getting headaches. I will start getting stomach aches. I'll start getting aches in my body because I'm affecting the water in my cells. I'm physically changing my composition by the, the negative energy in the words that I'm creating. And. Again, like I said, I'm a I'm a very visual person. Once I saw that that those jars, Mm -hmm. that's now a visual that I remind myself every day when I start doing that. Because I still every once in a while I'll be like, eh, you know, whatever. You should have known better with all your training. You should have known that this should have happened. Blah blah blah. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. Put the brakes on. Go into neutral. Reset. Take a breath. (sighs) Okay, we're not going to allow this to continue. That is wrong. That is not the information that I want be giving myself, you know what? Mistakes happen. We're going to, from this moment on, we're now going to make that shift. We're going to get to the, the come on, outcome, come on. the positive outcome that I need to. And you do that. And you do that in the moment, right? So the, all of these, the, the process, you you learn to be able to do it very quickly.
2: Exactly. Okay, yes. so that's
3: only two. Do you really want me to keep going? <laughs>
2: oh, no, those, those are, those are, no, 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 no. Because what I'm going to do is yes. I'm going to put in your information in the chat. I'm going to yes. put your website information in the chat. Let me grab it. Your All your social media information. Yes. I'm grabbing all of that. Putting, yeah, because I
3: could go on for probably like another half hour. And I know we don't want to have everyone here all night. So.
2: Putting, <laughs> all your information is now in the chat. Guys, I want you to look at that. Visit her site. It is now in the chat. Guys, uh, my mind's blown. Uh, I know words. Impact us. I know words affect us, but when you take it and you break it down scientifically to show how our words impact us neurologically, how our words impact our cells, and even it impact the structure and how our cells form, guys. Do you understand that it is time to shift gears? I, I get it, I get it. Um you weren't taught that way i get it you may not have been brought up that way i get it that's how it's always been i get it that's what people always do when you go through difficult times when we go through difficult times sheila the tendency is to continue to harp on that difficult time you said i went to a therapist wanted to get some help and i told him what we're not going to do is rehearse every bad thing i'm going through you're either going to give me some tools in that toolbox Or you're going to send me to somebody who has some tools i can use guys it is natural it is normal for us when negative things happen to harp on those because it's our body's way of consoling it's our body's way of kind of wrapping their arms around us but baby let me tell you something sometimes you have to tell them i don't need a hug i need some tools if you're trying to build a house Don't come give me a hug. Grab a hammer and some nails. I need you to bring some tools with you. Hug me when I'm done. Right now, it's time to shift gears up. Sheila, if someone wanted to reach out to you, I I place in chat uh, your contact information, your social media information. It's all there. I place it all in chat uh, for everybody to see. Uh, There we go right there. Uh, It's there in chat as well. Uh, Sheila, uh, I don't even know what else to say. Um, uh, you, 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 you spoiled us with some really, really good stuff. You hear me? Some really, really good stuff. Hey, God, listen. It, and I'm going to say, <laughs> Sheila, what, is there anything that you can, you want to add to anything we say before we get ready to close this out? Is there anything you want to say to anybody, uh, uh, who may be dealing with some stuff right now? And they they saying, I'm in neutral, but I'm afraid to go to the next gear or what? Or, or is it time for me to shift my gears. And you know, it's time to shift gear. If you keep seeing the same trait. Is there yes. something you want to <laughs> say to somebody?
3: Well, like you said, we we all we all go through stuff. Life is going to hit us with something. It's inevitable. Uh, you know, it's just it's part of our growth human process of being here. But knowing that no matter what it is that life throws at you, if you can nurture the tools, nurture the strategies, have them in your toolbox and have them on the ready for when that inevitability happens, it allows, it empowers you to be able to go, okay, you know what? This sucks. I don't like where I am right now but I have the power and the control to change it. It's up to me. I can do this. I don't have, it's, you know, it's it's nobody's fault. Like you said, you know, it's, it, I don't have to blame me. It's our, it's our tendency to want to blame somebody else. We want to place blame Absolutely. somewhere. Sometimes there's just, there is no blame. It just is. Absolutely. And if we can let go of that need to blame and just go, okay, this has happened. I can't change that. I can't go back and make it not happen. But I have in control of what direction I go now. And knowing that I have that power that, again, I can consciously create whatever outcome I want. Give me the tools. Give me the strategies. Hook me up to the right people who can help guide me and maybe hold my hand along that path until I can believe in myself that I can Mm. fly on my own. It, You know, have someone in your corner, whoever that person may be. Have someone with you because you do not have to do this alone. And that's our tendency to think that, you know, who would want to help me or, you know, I don't, I always want to do this all by myself because it's, I don't want to be embarrassed or I don't want to, you know, feel guilt or shame or all those other things. You know what? We all have something. We don't have to do this alone. It only takes one person to be in your corner, be your cheerleader Find that person, who that person's going to be. And then, like I say, they can help hold you up until you're ready to fly.
2: I said that earlier this week. I'm going to get ahead, guys. I said that earlier this week that sometimes we have to have someone in our corner who can believe in us until yeah. we can believe yeah. in ourselves. Guys, Our guys, you, you don't even know this, guys, but the way we think uh, and our emotions can shift back and forth. Like a gear in a car. Sheila, thank you so much for being part of the show tonight. We You definitely will be back. We awesome. love your perspective. We love your energy. We love your story. We love everything you had to say tonight. Guys, Um, the way that we think and our emotions can shift back and forth like gears in a car. The point is to try not to panic. Because the gear that you're in may not get you there fast. But it will allow you to arrive there safely find your lane and when you do your shift and when you do shift your gear and if you're feeling overwhelmed and you need someone or feeling like you may be overwhelmed and you feel like you need someone to talk to or to reach out to someone source for help guys you can do it by either dialing or texting the national helpline crisis number which is 988 988- so if you're feeling overwhelmed tonight, guys, do that number, guys. Thank you once again to our very special guest, Sheila Sutherland, in the house—the only oh shit <laughs> facilitator in all of Canada—came to the show. We are so glad we got good at it, guys. You know how we do it. Before we get out of here, Gosh yeah, it's that time as yes, always. Real blast don't forget to visit our YouTube page, that's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. And don't forget to tune in right here each Thursday at our time, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, to listen to the show. And you can stream your favorite episodes on your favorite streaming platform, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many, many more. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, imparting, parting, if you're gonna tell me something, Then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I gotta go. (laughs) Peace.
3: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement.